Well, welcome back to the podcast, Conversations with Jeff Bucknam. Dr. Jeff Bucknam is the lead teaching pastor of Harvest Bible Chapel. My watch is dead. Can you believe that? I'm trying to hit the watch while know, you're doing this introduction. It is, it is, it's dead. I should uh, charge that. My name is Tommy Kreitz. I'm the host of the podcast. And uh, as you can tell, I've been running a lot, you know, and because Tommy, today, the watch is dead. So today, I must have been using it. I'm going to jump in very quickly because we are T minus three days. Three days. To your first marathon ever, 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 ever. Here we go. By the time people hear this, yep. they will have already known how your marathon turned out. So let us yeah. speak now yes. about what you expect so that we can compare it to what people have heard since. Perfect. Tommy, Yeah. <laughs> what, what will your time be? Uh, okay. That's a good, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to say it. I'm going to okay. say a time. Okay. Four hours and 41 minutes. Okay. Four hours and 41 minutes. I don't know what that is. Okay. No, that's like the fine. Average four mile. hours and 41 minutes. That's, it sounds like an awful thing to do for four hours and 41 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Will you walk at any point in this marathon? Yes. Okay. Every aid station. And hopefully that's it. Have you had, do you have, like, do you have a plan? I do. Like when you go into this, if you just like, okay, we're going to, we're going to make it to this thing. Have you broken it down into its bite-sized pieces? So I have. You, okay. So what are the bite-sized pieces? So the bite-sized pieces are, I have a whole nutrition plan. Okay. I've got like these gel things. Yes. That are in like uh, really small packages. Uh-huh. And it is like- uh, Don't forget the burrito. I'm bringing it mile 13. A, bur- a burrito. <laughs> Just scarf that puppy down. <laughs> it's, uh, I have these gels. That should be part of the marathon, don't you think? eating a burrito. Yeah. There should be yeah. a point halfway through where you have to eat a burrito. You just in, stop and eat. In two minutes, you have to eat a full, <laughs> full Chipotle burrito and then go again <laughs> and see. Can you make be, it? You d- Listen, I would watch that on TV. Yeah. The burrito marathon. Oh, it's got its own branding already. And Chipotle for Before sure. Before we be get the back one. into this, I have a lot of ideas about how to make the marathon more interesting. Okay. okay. Yeah. You know, like in the tour de France, yes. they have uh, little segments where you have to run as fast, you have to ride as fast as you can. And then yeah, you the get sprints. points, the yeah, sprints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They should have this that you run wow. as fast as you can. And then you get points mm-hmm. and then you should get the one, the up there should be uphill ones and you get the king of the mountains pieces. Yeah, and you get a different colored Jersey, a different colored Jersey as you progress yeah. each stage of the marathon. Wow. You, you get to switch a Jersey and if you drop, if you go backwards, if you go forwards, you don't have to eat a burrito. If you yeah. go backwards, you either have to eat a burrito or something from 7-Eleven. Yes. Like we just, we could have each area sponsored by a different, like horrible, McDonald's could do one, <laughs> 7-Eleven could do one. And then at mile 20, Taco Bell. Yeah. I think, I think. To finish you, it off. If you could finish that out. Yeah. I think that would be the most grueling thing ever. It'd be quite impressive. Yeah. That's a talk, lot of food in yeah. the stomach. Talk about an iron man. Yeah. As you, yeah, the iron stomach man. That's uh, no, well, I don't plan on, you know, it's, it's interesting. I don't think I plan on eating any solids during my marathon. Okay. I think it's mostly like, well, I mean, it is solid. It's, but it's like apple juice or applesauce. Okay. It's like that consistency. How right? much of it are you going to eat? So every 30 minutes, I'm oh, going to have wow. one gel which is 160 calories. So are you looking forward to that gel? Yes. Every 30 minutes? Yes. That's like a little treat for you? A little extra. It's, it is not only delicious, so morale boosting, 
But it's also, uh, it's calories. Okay. So How I have are you more carrying, energy. Where are you going to put them on your body? That, yeah. I, that de- determines, that's gonna, still TBD. You're going to bring it backpack? I'm not going to bring you it You should bring it backpack. I might bring a fanny pack though. <laughs> <laughs> I might have a, a runner's fanny pack with all of my gels. Because I don't think I could fit them. Because it's a lot of gels. Every 30 minutes, I'm going to be out there for, you know. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Do you already have the shoes and do you wear shoes that you already have worn? Yeah. Okay. Broken in shoes. Yes. The ones that I've been training in. Yep. Those are the ones. Okay. When you're done with this marathon, are you throwing them away? I don't know. I don't, they, I mean, they they cost a bit of money, so I'll probably keep them for a bit and running them still. Do you know exactly the shirt you're going to wear? Yes. And the shorts? Yes. Okay. Yep. I've got some short shorts. I bet you do, buddy. (laughs) And I've got, uh, I have uh, a world vision. Uh, oh, tank top. Okay. Jersey is what they call it. And so um, if little it's short cold. Shorts, little short socks and all that? Yeah. I Yes, I have short short socks, but they're like the runner socks. Yeah. You know, like the Swift Wick or yeah, whatever. Man. Got extra. Okay. Make sure you don't blister. So you have it all. Do you all have it all laid out right now? Or are you just making sure that it's all washed up? It's all washed up. Already done. Okay. So is this sitting on it's ready the corner to go. of your couch right it, now? It's ready. Okay. And... And then, uh, and then we've got the plan for the marathon, which is to walk at every aid station. There's 20 of them. Oh my gosh, 20! So you're going to walk walks. the whole thing. This is ridiculous. 20 walks, and that so just the aid station. Just you know, drink, drink. So I don't have to do that whole running thing where you yeah, push yeah, the yeah, cup yeah. and try and make it into your mouth. Got the two, boom, boom. And then you go again. on to the next one. Okay, so you're breaking this down into 20, 20 segments. Segments, got it. Yep, and and so I feel accomplished each segment. Hopefully. Okay. That I go to and uh, I will be miserable the entire time. Well, maybe not the entire time. I bet you in the first part, you know, up to maybe like 13 miles, I'll probably feel pretty good. Hopefully. Okay. Lord willing. Is there any chance that you don't complete this? Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, no. In my mind, no. No way. I'm finishing it. I'm, I'm, I'm completing the marathon. But I did have a knee injury last Monday. Oh, and so uh, I I've been to the uh, Dr. Renee Gilman. Yep, twice. She's the chiropractor. Yep, because nothing better than uh, somebody works on your back to sort your knee out. Exactly. Well, because you never, you know, it's probably a back problem. There's yeah. probably some sort of. <laughs> so I think. Um, Have you gotten acupuncture for it? I didn't. No, we should do that. But cupping. No, I'll do the acupuncture. You we can, can do just, it? We'll just do that. Afterwards. I believe you. I trust I'm you. Really, <laughs> I trust I'm really you good with the needles. Razor sharp needles <laughs> and my skin and knee. So yeah. I'll I do think, it on your face though because your face is the key to the knee. It's the soul. Yeah, it's the, it's the gateway to, the, <laughs> to everything. The crown, if you will. And so, yeah, no, I, I, I will finish. But I think, you know, realistically stepping outside of my mind, there is a, a chance, yeah, that I don't. Well... But I'm not going to think about that. Let me be the first one to both cheer you on. Go, Tommy. Yes. And I am really looking forward to hearing stories of uh, victory. Yes. The feeling you had after you finished and whether it's one of those feelings that like ends up being written about in Ecclesiastes, like, why did I do that? I would imagine that that's going to be how it is. (laughs) And I'll see you that night. You will. Yes. At the cathedral. And that will be, service. that will be amazing. And I will, uh, yeah, I will actually ask 
you guys to stand and move chairs around Perfect. as much as you can. <laughs> Perfect. Anybody no who did sitting. The, anybody do the marathon here? Okay, we just need your help downstairs. You're going to lift a few things. Yes. <laughs> we just need you to stand the whole service, please. Yeah. Right over here so everyone can take you in. Stand up. And be... Very excited about that. So no, I might, I, you know how people sometimes do that? Like, you know, please stand before, as we read the word of the oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm doing You're that doing whole that? thing. Yeah, every time I read word. any passage, will you please stand? Might take me a second to get up. <laughs> Everybody's and <laughs> Might take me a second to get down, but. Oh, this is good. I'm excited about it. Me I too. Really I'm pumped. And uh, speaking about the cathedral campus, uh, we actually have someone who we're going to have a conversation with today who is from our cathedral campus, Alyssa, and she is the uh, director of women's ministry, um, volunteer, and uh, she does a bunch of other stuff at, at the campus. And, and you guys- hosting and yeah. stuff like that, yeah. And you guys are gonna have a conversation uh, about her story because everyone has a story and we're gonna get into that right now. Let's go. I sit with Alyssa Salette. This is my first time actually having a chance to sit down and talk to you, Alyssa. So thank you very much for being here. Yeah, one thank of, you. One of the beauties of this podcast is that sometimes when I walk through the door, the people I like, I know them just maybe a little bit or maybe I've met them before, but I don't know a lot about you. And so that's kind of the the goal is just to ask you tons of questions. Yeah. It is a little bit more intrusive than the normal conversation. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Like you probably wouldn't get into this kind of conversation, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just the first time you met someone. Yeah. Well, unless you thought, oh, that guy's pretty weird. <laughs> so, Alyssa, uh, what are you involved in at Harvest that brings you here? Yeah. So a couple of different things. So I go to the cathedral campus um, and I've been there. For, we have a campus. In, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been there for a while now. And so my... Husband and I, we lead the welcome team, so like our ushers and greeters and those folks. Um, we've done that for a bit of time now. And then um, just over a year ago, I stepped into the women's director role there. So I work with our women on our campus. And then um, I also started hosting or doing like the announcements. Holy smokes, you do everything. Not, I don't do everything. There's a lot of people that do a lot at the cathedral. We've And you're one of our them. people. <laughs> our people, we just, we like to get in it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So when you say hosting, that means if somebody came to church at the cathedral, they would see you. They would. Yeah. They would see my face. Because you stand up and you tell them why it is that they need to do something with the app on their phone. Yeah, yeah, the connect card. Why do we do that, yeah. Alyssa? Give me your best shot. Yeah, we just want to get a chance to meet you, get to know you, right? Connect with you, if you will. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So and track it. you. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> and spam you and sell your email to, and information to others so that we can pay off our debt. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, Alyssa, tell me where you're from. Uh, like, what do you call it home? Like, yeah, what it, what would be, I don't want to say home because you probably could call where you live now home. Yeah. But like, what, what, where did you grow up and what? Yeah, I grew up in like? Northern Virginia, so right outside D.C. Um, and then, I mean, I grew up there like my entire life, like when, when I went off to college. Where like did you go to college? TCU in Fort Worth, Texas. Yes. In fact, I have a very good friend who is right today. Uh-huh. Visiting TCU with his daughter. No way. 
way. It's like shocking to me when people will one say that they know what TCU is because I only knew it because my Does parents it shock went there. You when they say go frogs, go horn frogs. Yes, and they yeah. that's super close hand motion to the horn frog. Yeah, almost. No, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it it shocks me. I mean, we're like a we're a smaller school, but we spread wide. There's a big Chicago po- like population that come down to TCU. Mm. Um, like yesterday, I drove behind a car that had a TCU sticker on it too. I was like totally i was really thrown off by that but yeah, yeah we're small I, but we're mighty i guess i guess so go frogs the go frogs. yeah <laughs> go frogs um so did you grow up in uh, a christian family yeah so um i grew up going to church uh both my parents were involved in the church what kind um, of church my early childhood we were at a presbyterian church god bless you um and then once i moved into middle school I think it was around middle school. We went to a Bible church, like non-denominational. So kind of similar to Harvest um, in a lot of ways. But yeah, yeah, just a Bible church in Virginia. Yeah. So why do people say Northern Virginia as opposed to (laughs) Southern or Eastern or... Yeah. I mean, West Virginia is a state. It's its own place. Yeah. Um, That's a very good question. Um, So Northern Virginia is extremely different than the rest of Virginia. The rest of Virginia is like Southern... um, yeah, they're a lot more like the southern, like southeastern states than northern Virginia. A lot of northern Virginia, um, the, a lot of people that live there are like politicians or contractors that work in D.C. and then just live in northern Virginia. Um, so I think you you definitely get like the bigger city D.C. vibe in northern Virginia. But there's the people that don't want to actually live in D.C. Okay. Yeah. So if I live in southern Virginia... Yeah. You'd look down on me. Oh, I don't know. Well, I... Not you wouldn't, but I mean, if you were in Northern Virginia, that's what it sounds like, that you're in Northern Virginia, you're like... A little bit. But I think it probably goes the other way, too. Like, I think Southern Virginia is like, ugh, Northern Virginia, they're just like too fast-paced, they all honk their horns, they're kind of rude. Okay. You know, like, we're just, we like to enjoy our life, slow down a little bit, we're the South, right? Like... You, You have very little of an accent, though. From I do. This, yeah, do you, I've you heard that a lot. Once I moved here. Okay. Before, did you? Can you? Can you turn your Virginia Southern accent on a little bit? Uh, I maybe I do. I don't. It, it's not like I don't do it like consciously around people. Okay. You know. But I think say tire and Bible. Tire and Bible. Okay, you sound yeah. I can hear it there. <laughs> I can hear. It. Well, I also I that's funny because going to school in Texas, I feel like. Uh, I was around a lot more people, obviously, that had a bit of a Southern accent. Um, yeah. And so I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if it's from Virginia or if it's from living in Texas for yeah. eight years, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I Do think- Do you consider I yourself that, a, from the South though, if you're of Northern Virginia? Is that, would you consider yourself from the South? Um, I, I don't think I do. Okay. No. Yeah. I don't think okay. I do. But I have a lot of friends who went to college in like Southern Virginia or the Southeast. Got it. And so I think they would relate to that more okay. than I would. Yeah. So you grew up in a, in a Presbyterian kind of home, your mom and your dad both in home at home. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. I mean, they both worked, but yeah, yeah, that's, they were both in the house. You married yeah. for your married though, when you were I, growing up. Yes, they were. Not sorry. You. Yeah. No, I was like, I'm not no, asking, not. are you a child yeah. bride? <laughs> yeah, no, they were. Yeah. So both my mom and my dad were at home. Okay. And, yeah. And you have family members. Yeah. I have an older sister and an older brother. Oh, so, you're the baby. Yeah, I am the baby. I don't know if I'm the typical baby, though, um, to be honest. Like, my sister is nine exactly years older. What a baby I know. Would say. <laughs> I know, right? Um, and my, my sister is nine years older. My brother is six years older. Whoa. Yeah. So by the time I came around, 
I, I was kind of like an only child, like in high school, middle yeah. school and high school. Um, so I'm sure I've got some like younger child tendencies for sure. Or only child tendencies. Yeah, I'm sure I have those too. Okay. I'm, I'm just like all over the place. That's great. So when you were growing up, did you do it? Like what were the things that interested you? Like what kinds of things were you involved in? Yeah, I was really involved in sports. Which kind? Um, usually ones that involved running. So soccer. Um, I played field hockey. Played, Did you now? Yeah. Played tennis. I ran track for just like a hot minute um, and then didn't do it again. Yeah. So we were just talking beforehand um, about you, that you like running, you said. Yeah. So I'm at, really, first of all, that's just crazy. But second, <laughs> do you... Did you like soccer and tennis and, you know, all the other, did you like those because of the running or did you like them because they ran toward a goal? Yeah. Did, that's a like good I, question. I don't mind yeah. playing soccer and running because mm-hmm. there's like a point to it. Yeah. But if you said, Hey, we're going to run from here to the lake, I would be like, and why? Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Um, I think I liked, I, so tennis, I just played like my whole life. So it just made sense to like keep playing okay. basically. Um, and then, but I think both soccer and field hockey, I liked it because I was like relatively fast mm-hmm. when I was younger. And so I think I liked like the thrill of like running down the field. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, that was fun to me, yeah. but I also really loved team sports. Okay. So I loved those. So in tennis, did you play doubles? I or did. Okay. Was yeah. that, you prefer doubles to singles? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, it was like refreshing, a little bit like exciting to play on your own, but yeah. I definitely, some of the matches I remember from those days, I remember like my doubles ones with my friend. How so. good are you at tennis? Uh, I mean, I haven't played in a really long time at this point. Hand? I mean, it's decent. Like I can get over the net more often than one, not. One, two hands. It's two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I have enough like upper body strength for one arm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you can still play though. Like if I, we, if we went out and hit the ball around you, you could still. Yeah, I think I could. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think like it's one of those ones that come back to you, you know, like you can yeah, kind I, of I, yeah, I, get into it again. I used to play, I mean, I played competitively all throughout high school and oh, stuff. I, I was on know. the tennis team. Yeah, cool. I know most people don't know that. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I was really good for a while, won several tournaments and all that sort of thing. But if I went out today and you asked me to hit a few backhands, I could, I would only be able to hit like a, like a slice backhand. I cannot come over the ball for yeah. the life of me. Two hands, one yeah. hand, it doesn't even, I don't even, it just, I don't know why. I don't think I was a very like technical player. Yeah. Like I knew like there, I know that you can slice it. I know that you can do all these cool things with your serve, <laughs> but I was like, I'm just, I like didn't have the passion to learn no, how to do that. Straightforward. Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to like hit it, hit the ball. And so that's probably why I was never like the best player on our team, but I was a solid like middle of the lineup player. Yeah. I I helped us get wins. That's great. Not a lot. Yeah. But you felt kind of fell in love with running. I did. Mm -hmm. So at what point in your life did you say, I'm just going to run for fun? Yeah. So after college, I ran a half marathon with, or I guess during college with one of my friends and I really enjoyed it. Um, was that a, was that a hard decision to come to that you were going to run a half marathon? It was kind of trendy at the time. Like a lot of the a lot of the people at our school were like, "I'm going to run the Cowtown Marathon or the half marathon." Like it was, I just remember a lot of people doing that. Um, and so I was like, "Well, why not? I'll, sure, I'll run one." Um, and it also kept me in contact with some people that I knew that were like good runners. I would like be able to keep in contact. One of them was is now my husband. Mm. So um, talking to him about running and stuff like that. Um, and then 
I took some time off of running. I wasn't like the biggest fan for a while, found some other ways to stay active. And then uh, when Keith and I got married, he's, he's a much better runner also than I am. He's very, very good. Um, but I, uh, it was like something to do together. Just very know? good means fast. Well, or like you, speed you, and endurance, just like fitness in general. Okay, like he's just like, he runs many marathons and he runs them like very fast. Okay. You know? Yeah. So he's just, he's just built for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was something to do together. Does he have, um, a brain? Yeah. <laughs> a very, a very good one actually. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, yeah. He's you sure. Uh, yeah. <laughs> positive. Okay. Um, yeah. So he's, um, but yeah, I think he was like one of the reasons I got back into it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause say, how did you meet Keith? So we grew up together. What? Yeah. So was he, he like the neighbor boy? He was. Who longed to. Yeah. Well, yeah. So we were in each other's friend group since we've been about like 10. Oh my word. Um, but we didn't, we weren't like, we never dated. We went to prom together once. Um, you know, but we never, our friends always, were always like, oh. Always friends. Always yeah. considered, never thought that you yeah. would ever well, be more I'm, than a I'm friend. sure we probably considered it and like, we're like, oh, maybe. But we never really, okay. we never Never, never happened. So, and then we started dating after a couple years after college. We got back. Why in did you uh, start dating? How did um, that happen? Did you guys just start? Well, we each went other? to a wedding for one of our uh, my my best friend at the time. Uh, you well, didn't know he was going to be there. You didn't know he was going to be. I there. knew he was going to be there. Okay. Yeah, um, but I was more I was more focused on her because it was like I was her maid of honor, and oh, wow. yeah, it was really exciting. Um, yeah, and we just got to talking again, and we I think we realized that we were much, both of us were in better places to even consider this being a thing mm. um, than ever before. Had you life. been in touch with each other? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we had never lost touch. Okay. Yeah. So we would always like reach out Hey, how you doing? You know, see each other. And we went home on, like from, from college and stuff like that. Um, but hindsight, I think both of us are like, yeah, we just weren't, it wouldn't have worked for, because both of us, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it was just, it was, Perfect timing. Lord. So how Lord was what, good in that. What year did you get married? We got married in 2015. Oh, wow. Yeah. You're like a newbie kind of. Yeah. Six, I, well, from well, somebody like me. Yeah. I appreciate that because at the cathedral, we're like, ancient, yeah. you know, yeah, you <laughs> we've been married for like a really long time. You've seen it yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> literally there. I'm like, we, I feel like we like just got started, but, um, yeah. So that's yeah, great. That, like seven and a half years almost. When did you graduate from high school? Uh, high school. 2007. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're just young. You're just a pup. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm on the, well, again. No, you're young. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, f I feel young. Really? Yeah, I you feel don't young. You think you're young? Okay, stop No, that, I do. I do really think I am. Me. I do think I am. About there is, that. you know, I think I, I still think I'm young. Okay. Yeah. Well, you are. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Somebody told me I was young the other day. You are? No, it was like a 75-year-old lady. Oh, well. Compared to yeah, her, yeah, you are. <laughs> I am young. I am compared to her. Yeah, right. So, um, you have children. I do. How many children do you have? Yeah, I have two. So and I have a daughter. Are, okay. Um, and she is going to be five in January. Um, and then I have a son who turned three in July. Okay, so married just, two years, and then had your yeah. child. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. what's her name? Margaret. Oh. And David. And David. Yeah. Okay, is Margaret a family name? No, not, well, actually, David is Keith's middle name and his father's middle name. Okay. Um, but Margaret's not. We just loved it. Yeah, it's a beautiful. Do you call her Maggie or is that, is it Mar Margaret? It's You're sticking with Margaret. Yeah, okay. we did think we would call her Margot. Margot. And then when I, um, like, brought that up to her one time, she was like, 
what are you doing? Literally, she was like, mom, my name is Margaret. And I was like, okay, well, sometimes people have these things called nicknames and they liked, and she was like, "Mm, no, no, thank you. Well, maybe Marge. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Maybe Marge, I don't know. Um, Yeah. So um, when you were a kid and you were running everywhere for some (laughs) unknown reason, uh, did you ever have, like, have you always believed in Jesus? Has it always been like, I... Ever since I remember from a little young age, I've always been a Christian. Yeah, so that's a good question because I, I was actually just talking to some women about this. Um, I remember distinctly like around like eight years old being in our church and understanding um, that there is a heaven and that there is a hell and that I am not perfect and that I need Jesus. Um, and that was about it. And so I remember at that age like confessing Jesus as Lord and saying like, I, I, I know I'm not perfect, but it also came from a place. It was very, um, uh, it, it was very like surface level mm. and it came from a place almost for a child, almost more of like, well, I definitely just don't want to go to hell. Yeah. That does not sound no. enjoyable. Um, and so I think I, looking back at my life, I'm like, that was the time that the Lord saved me. I feel confident in that as I look at the rest of my life. Um, and I think I have moments that I can look back to where I've understood the gospel, um, in a, like more in a deeper way mm-hmm. and noted and learning. I think the Lord was gracious to show me like, it's, it's so much more encompassing than just being afraid of hell. Yeah. Right. Like, what does that, what does it mean for your life now? Right. Um, and so, so yeah. if I were to ask you to look back across uh, your life then mm-hmm. and you were to pick out like a uh, little beachhead moments, you know, beachhead, like, like these were sort of the, the moments that I think mm-hmm. changed me or defined kind of a change that had taken yeah. place in me. What would they, what would they be? And I, in particular, as, as it pertains, pertains to your faith. Yeah. Um, one of them was in high school. So I grew up in the church. So I like did all the churchy things, um, like was in youth group every Wednesday, went to the Sunday stuff. Um, so I went to summer camp like every year in high school. Um, and I remember being at a summer camp and, um, the Lord, I remember just like feeling a a weight as for some reason as a high school student, like just knowing like something wasn't right. And I didn't, I couldn't quite figure out what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, but like the camp, like didn't feel as much fun. There was definitely in hindsight, I'm like, that was definitely just like the Lord burdening me and like getting me ready to like understand, um, something about himself. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I remember that week, um, reading in Psalm, um, where the Lord, where, um, David is talking about, like, if I were to count the amount of times that you think of me, it would outnumber the grains of sand. Um, and I think the Lord used those verses to show me, um, how much he loved me and how much he wanted to pursue me. Like, it wasn't just, I want to save you from hell. Like I actually love, the entirety of you and I want you and I want a relationship with you. Um, and I think that was a, a big moment for me because that is something throughout my life. I think like many people in general do struggle with like, I, I don't know if I'm worth other people's time. I don't know Mm. if, um, if they knew me, would they still actually love me? Like I'm not, I was like the good Christian girl, but like, 
I knew myself still, you know what I mean? And I know I'm not like that perfect girl all the time. And so, um, it was, it was that moment where I like had the clarity to see like the Lord knows all of me and still chooses me. Um, so I think that was, that was definitely one of the moments that set me up for like college and the trajectory of like, I want to go to a college um, and wherever I go, I want to seek out like a community of believers, mm-hmm. um, and pursue that in college. Um, that wasn't always perfect, but I knew that's, and so that I feel like that was one of the big moments cause it really set me up for the next right. five years, mm-hmm. which I'm thankful for. Are there others? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I've in college, um, there was, it was another just like reoccurring, of not, not feeling worthy, um, and not feeling loved or having to earn. That's like a big thing for me. It's hard to like, imagine that this is, that the Lord set it up the way he set it up, right? That like, this is truly free. And there's, there's no time when his love for me wanes Mm. or would be increased if I had just done a few more things, right? Like, or that the Lord doesn't actually like disappointment is not, right. A part of, but that's like what I saw in him. Um, and I think he used the community around me. Um, I lived with a few girls that were able to speak into that a lot. Um, and he used them to kind of like straighten out those crooked ways of thinking. Um, yeah. So I think that was, and that kind of set me up for like the next season of like graduating. And so how have you found it? It's interesting you say that I'm, I'm remaining quiet because it's most, that's my, that's my story, mm. right? Is largely like, there's just no way that God could love mm-hmm. like me mm-hmm. that I, I, th- I think I got in on a technicality and, <laughs> and, and yeah. you know, you know yeah. or it's, it's just beyond my mind and the big moments of my life have been moments where I've actually perceived in it, even the smallest way, the grace that he has and mm-hmm. the love that he has. But I tend to default back to this, I don't know. <laughs> do you know? And a lot of it has to do with rejection that I faced in my mm-hmm. life and stuff. So when I look back at my life, I think, oh, I can understand why it is that this is a particular challenge for me, given the things that have taken place in yeah. my life in different places. When you look back on your life, is it, it, it is it just because you grew up in a Christian family and there's just sort of, you know, general expectation among Christians that you do you do well. Mm-hmm. And of course we never all do, <laughs> do yeah. well. And so there's kind of this like, Oh, I gotta do better. I gotta be better, you know? Yeah. Or it, were there, were there particular moments or things that, um, led you down that path? And more importantly, like counsel me, tell me how I'm supposed to. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, I think, um, there was, there was a bit of like, well, not a bit, but there were family dynamics there, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and I have, uh, like a lot of grace when I say that, like yeah. I, I'm now have like being a parent, I'm like, Oof, you know, um, but, uh, there were family dynamics, like three, six, like all around the family, right. right. That played into that. And so I think, um, I took on to myself, right. Like some of it was told to me and some of it wasn't. And a lot of it I put on myself to, um, to, 
to earn or to make right yeah. to like mend things. Yeah. You want to fix um, it. Yeah. Big fixer, big fixer over here. So I think. Which is um, why I asked you to counsel me. So. Yeah. Yeah. So let me just fix Still it waiting. for you. Um, so I think, I mean, that's, that's interesting actually, because we were in our Galatians study with the women yeah. um, last night, we were talking about Galatians two and just um, the girls in my group and I were discussing like, it is so easy to, get into this mindset and how quickly we get down this like rabbit hole of it's thinking it's like anything but just grace. Right. And mm-hmm. how we can um, add on, whether that's like the examples that we see in like people pleasing or whether that's like meeting societal norms or our own expectations um, or just like meeting this idea that we have of the Lord. Cause we've projected it on him. We're not like reading who he actually is and who his character is in scripture, but I see it in other people in my life. So I just assume that's what God's like. Right. Yeah. Um, and so we were talking about like, how do we, how do we correct that? Right. Like what are the practical ways, um, to actually say like, okay, but we are justified by faith alone. Like how, what do we actually do yeah. to get back there? And, um, one of the girls was mentioning, you know, I think it's a matter of like acknowledging as quickly as possible and being yeah. able to replace that with a truth. Right. Yeah. And so, um, she was reminded, like she was referencing specifically Galatians two twenty one, Like if I, right. Like if Christ died, um, if he died for no purpose then, right. If I'm going to go back to the law, essentially, then Christ died for no reason. Mm-hmm. And just like how much of a like gut punch that is of like, I, I would never actually say that with my mouth. Right. So like, but I'm acting that way right. with what I'm thinking or what I'm doing. Um, and so I think for, for me, and I think it probably looks different for, for a lot of people, but I think for me, it's a matter of, um, well, one that, right. Like knowing truth well enough and having it in my mind to be able to recall it. Um, and two, I also think, um, some of the darkest times of my life where I've struggled with this is where I didn't, um, like I just didn't verbalize it. Mm. I didn't verbalize the doubts that I was, that I was allowing to manifest in my mind. Um, and I didn't verbalize like, this is now, this is now the pattern of thinking that's normal in my head. Mm. Um, like this is what I believe about myself, what I believe about the Lord. Um, and I think I can think of a time like after college where like the Lord brought me to like a place of like, you lit, like you have to say something. Like if you want to continue to walk with me, like you are going to have to talk to another believer about this because you are completely isolated. Um, and so like, it's terrifying, you know, but I think, um, having those like people around you that, you know, if I say this to you, um, you're not going to, you're not going to just be like, wow, you are like really unqualified yeah, totally. to like do anything in the church, you know, like why would they let you do announcements? You know? So it's like, I think, um, you got to know that you have those people yep. that are going to not only be safe for you, but also like push back a little bit and like push you to the word where you like, my tendency is to just stay in that pattern of thinking. Um, but I need like that woman or my husband to be like, Hey, no, like that's actually wrong. Yeah, um, it's one of the blessings of the yeah. community of faith, regardless yeah, of yeah. what it looks like in the end for others, your small group or spouse or mm-hmm. whatever, to have somebody stand there and actually what they're doing is they're preaching the gospel to you. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's, people will tell you, uh, oh, the solution to this is you need to preach the gospel to yourself. Well, that's the problem, yeah, right? It's yeah. like, I don't, <laughs> yes. I don't yeah. currently, I mean, I, 
I believe it helped my unbelief. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not in a place where I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to preach the gospel to myself. What I need is actually somebody to proclaim it to me. And really the community of faith, that's that's what they're there for. But they yeah. don't know it unless you tell them, yeah. you know, that this is actually something that I struggle with. And the truth is most people struggle on some level or another. I think, I can't remember what I read one time that the vast majority of people are, uh, are they struggle with the, the um what is it that syndrome that says you're the you're you're fake you're a imposter you're imposter syndrome yeah yeah, yeah like for if real. they all found yeah. out yeah they would be like oh dear uh-huh. this is not yeah. this is not but, but that's a common feeling that lots and lots of people have that they're kind of putting putting up a face and some people are better than others but if they really know mm-hmm. the truth they'd yeah. be so it's helpful to have Christian brothers and sisters just speak honestly about yeah that yeah and and I think to get like nuanced with it right of like because I've had people say like you need to preach the gospel to yourself and I'm like okay so I need to just be like Jesus yeah. lived a perfect life died on the cross like I yeah. like part of you know when I used to hear that I would be like how does that actually help me right now you yeah. know what I mean like I still believe x y or z about myself yeah so can you get a little bit more specific right so yeah. I think having those people around you that are like well this is the gospel Right. Therefore, here are the implications in this specific situation. Right. Like this train of thought is wrong. You know, right. like here's yeah. where you're off base regarding, yeah. you know, how, how God views you and these sorts of things. Yeah. 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 I was at a, I, I had, I mean, I struggle with major depressive disorder. And so I've had to go see psychiatrists and things like that. And one of my psychiatrists told me that if, if he said, you know, Jeff, if, if you spoke the way you do to yourself, to anyone else, mm. you'd be in jail. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah. it, took, it took him to say that mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. saying it to me, you know. Yeah. And I, and I still don't, you know. I, I still, yeah. Anyway, it is a genuine challenge for lots of Christian people. And mm-hmm. what I've always found is that there are people who grow up in the church like you and 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 in many ways me who under the surface are dealing with stuff like that. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, oh, your life's all together and everything. And yet you're like, well, yeah. Yeah. But I also have this nagging self-talk that's not, not helping me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think I've, and that's something that's been, a, um, really sweet with women's ministry yeah. is um, I've, I told a few of the women at the study a couple weeks ago, like I, I struggle with people pleasing, you know, yeah. like we're talking about that nonstop in Galatians. And like, I'm just telling you, I'm standing in front of you and I struggle with it. And it's also interesting to like, quote unquote, like lead women's ministry and struggle with like pleasing people. Cause yeah. it's like, I got a whole bunch of women I'd love to please every single one of you. So it's, it's interesting to like see recently I'm like the Lord, I feel like the Lord put me in this place and in this position to, to be with our women, but also it's like super refining, yeah. <laughs> you know? Cause I'm like, okay, I have like a, a choice. Like every single time I do anything for women yeah. at our campus of like, am I, am I just trying to seek their approval and to please them and make them like me more? Yeah. <laughs> right. Am I fearing that? Or am I trying to honor the Lord and yeah. like, do what we want to see happen here, right? Yeah, these are genuine Christian thoughts and uh, honesties. Is that the way to say that? Like, I'm <laughs> saying it because I, I think, I wish our whole church mm-hmm. would be self-evaluative enough to say, look, these are the places that I, I, I'm struggling with. And I don't need to share that broadly with everybody, but a yeah. few people in their life who know, really know what what is going on and why it is yeah. that, you know, it, mm-hmm. I think it's a godsend for people to know that. 
I got to the point where I started having, I mean, people have told me before, oh, it's really refreshing you share your mental health felons. And I'm like, well, I kind of feel like I have to. Yeah. Because if yeah. I don't, you're going to be like, he crazy. You yeah. know, like <laughs> at some point you, you'll be like, why does he act that way? Yeah. And, and I don't yeah. want to blame it all yeah. on that. I just want to say, look, there are, there are a couple there every once in a while I need a moment. Yeah. Or a few. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel like, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it looks different. Um, but there are sometimes where I can like plan and do all the things for the women. And then I'm like, I actually, I just like can't go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, my heart's yeah. not in the right place. I can't like actually be a part of yeah. that right now, you yeah. know? And that's yeah. hard because it's, it is, it's a me thing. It's, it's not like, so you know, but. Okay. So you married your husband in 2007. I uh, know I, I graduated high school in 2007. It's all the same. Yeah, it basically. Matter. It's just time. Uh, we got married. 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. All right, yeah, yeah. all right. What's your degree in college from TCU? Yeah. So I got a degree in life science education. So essentially. You're going to be teach little to teach science. I Yeah. High school science was my, and specifically like life science. I was like so nuanced. Um, yeah, so I taught high school biology. I actually taught like all the sciences, which was like a whole nother thing. But um, they gave yeah. you an answer key. You were fine. Yeah, exactly. It's that easy. Most <laughs> teachers are like, I'm 30 minutes ahead of the kids. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it felt that way. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, kids. So uh, life science. So how long were you a high school teacher? Yeah, so I taught in Texas for, well, from like 2011 to 2015 when we in got married. In Fort Worth? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Where in Fort right, Worth did you live? Or Fort Worth so proper? I lived in Fort Worth proper. I taught just north of Fort Worth in a in? place called Haltom City. I know Haltom City. No way. Yeah. Can I used really? to live in Dallas. Oh, so right, 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 right. Graduate school. Yes. And so Kyle Meeker, yes. who's on our staff yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Kyle uh, served at a church in Keller. Uh -huh. Texas yeah. for 10 years. Oh, no way. So yes, they are wow. kind of Texan. Yeah. In yeah. the arts. But yeah, it's a, it's a nice spot. Yeah. Actually. It was a, it was a sweet uh, place to start Good. out right after Ultimate college. City. My, my wife, fun. it's funny that you say that my wife was a teacher. Okay. And she taught in Richardson School District, yeah. which is just north of Dallas. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Same, same thing though. Graduate, just, just new Yes. Fresh off the boat. Oh, so fresh. Started like, to teach there. Yeah. I yeah. graduated in December of 2011 or 20, sorry, 2011. And then started teaching at the end of the kids winter break in January. Yeah. So like when they left, they had a different teacher. When they came back, it was me. It was and you. I was like the polar opposite of who had they had before break. Okay. And they just, they let me have it. It was pretty, it was pretty hindsight it was pretty funny you know yeah in the moment as like, like a 22 year old you're like why did i do this to myself right how long so, did you how many years did you teach in texas i taught until 2015 and then i came up here and i taught uh high school again um until 2018 and then i was an administrator at my high school oh wow until 2020 and then i had our second kid so why did yeah. you move to uh chicago so Keith already lived here, actually. So he oh. went to school in Virginia, college in Virginia, and he got a job in Chicago. So that brought him here. And so when we start, like, met, or saw each other at that wedding and started to talk and date again, we were long distance. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I was kind of like, I'm good. I'm like, I'm a teacher. I can pretty much do this anywhere. And I'm kind of ready to leave Texas also. So yeah. let's give Chicago a try. So and that. And that's it. That's how I got here. Was it uh, hard to move to Chicago? Yeah. So I, it was like a big, it's like a big summer. It was one of those like moments where you just like live it. Yep. And then you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did all that. Right. Like how did mm. that, 
how did we allow for all that change to happen at one time? Right. You know, that was insane. Um, so I finished my job in that summer. We got married in the summer of 2015. I moved like up to Chicago a week before we got married, drove back down. We got married. We went on our honeymoon. And when we flew back from our honeymoon, we flew directly to Chicago. So like I left my wedding and was like, goodbye, everybody. And just moved to that Chicago. Was it. Yeah. And then a month later started a new job. So it was just like a lot. It's a it's whirlwind. Like, yeah, it was a lot. But it was sweet. I mean, it was literally one of those moments where I was talking to some girlfriends about it and I was like, the, literally the only thing that is the same in my life, the only thing is the Lord. Like yeah. everything else is completely different right now. <laughs> so when you came in 2015, did you start attending, was your husband attending a church already or did he? Yeah, he was at Harvest already. Okay. Yeah. So he's, he probably started in like 2013, okay. I would say. Um, and he actually started at Rolling Meadows mm. and then through someone at work. And then, um, he found out he was living downtown though. And he found out there was the cathedral and yep. he was like, I'm just going to go there. And yep. so, um, yeah, so he got pretty invested in the cathedral. It was like leading a small group, men's group, things like that. Um, and so when we were dating long distance, like every weekend or every other, I would be up at harvest. And so it, when we got married, we had like a two minute conversation of like, this feels right. Right. And then we were like, yeah, why would we change? And so we just stayed at Harvest. That's great. Yeah. What is the best thing about Harvest? And then I'm going to ask you the worst thing. Oh yeah. No, that's good. Sorry. I shouldn't um, say worst. That's the hardest, hardest <laughs> the place of growth, the big, big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the best thing about Harvest and not to sound like cliche, but I think it really is the commitment. Like it always has been like the commitment to the word. Mm and preaching it faithfully and to worship, right? Like I just, I think that the Lord has always been the most important thing. And I think his word has always been held as the most important thing. Yeah. And um, like, I'm just thankful that like we've been at Harvest now for like eight years. So we've gone through like a couple different things with Harvest. And I think it, it never, but it was never a question of like, okay, but on Sunday, I'm still going to hear the, I'm still going to hear the truth of the Lord, right? right? Like that's, that's not going to change. And so, um, to have that, um, was, I would say the best thing. I think the community is a close second, you know what I mean? Um, but it, it's fostered out of like what's preached, right? And like, well, the community we're the aligning cathedral to. is pretty phenomenal. It, I mean, it, it really is. is. It really is. And, um, I mean, I, again, I, I haven't like been to other campuses consistently, so I wouldn't know, but it's like the cathedral, we're, we're small enough where every, like, you know, almost everybody, but there still are, because you're in the city there, you're still seeing and meeting new people. Yeah. Um, and so it, uh, feels really like for lack of a better term, it feels like really fresh. Cause yeah. there's always like new folks coming in and, and asking about your church or, um, but then there are those people that have been there for just a long time and like are committed and like deeply invested in yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, that's, that's uh, what, that's also part of the hardest thing, if I okay. can just go into it. Is that okay? Yeah. So I think uh, Keith and I just like we've we just kind of agreed and assumed that we would like when we became members at a church, like it like meant something. Right. Like this was going to be like an investment and we yep. were going to like pour into the community. We weren't like we wanted to like dig in and mm -hmm. make some roots um, and actually like be a part of the church family. And so I think that is 
one of the best things. Uh, it also is like just the hard, like one of the hardest things. Cause mm. you're like, okay, well I said I'm committed. So I'm committed, <laughs> you know? And so there are things that sometimes I have to like check my own self of like, okay, my feathers are ruffled, but like, why, like, why are my feathers ruffled right now? You know, right, like that's, right. this is ridiculous. You know, Alyssa, yeah. you know, you need to get past this. But then there's also times where it's like, no, I'm legitimately, I like, I have, a, I have a problem with something. Something's like a little like rubbing the wrong way. Yeah. And because I'm committed to this, like I'm going to push into the heart of this and yeah. I'm going to like talk to somebody about it. Um, and so that's difficult and it that's difficult. not always It's easier like, just pretty. to stay on the periphery or just leave yeah. or when, when things aren't. Yeah. Exactly and want. I think like also like we don't get it right and myself included every time, right? When I like something doesn't feel right and I feel like I need to lean into something and have a harder conversation. Um, I like, yeah, we're like, we want to, to follow the word, but we don't always get it right a hundred percent of the time. And so I think also like bouncing back from those moments, right. Of like, I'm still, I'm still committed. I'm still committed to this church. I'm still committed to the family of the Lord because like we're all after something that none of us are perfect at yet. Yeah. And so um, but you, it does, it does get me fired up sometimes. You haven't been in the church long <laughs> enough if you have not, uh, suffered challenges with yeah. the church. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, and that's, yeah. that's not because the church is a un- uniquely bad place. It's not, it's just a place where sinners are. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and as much as we all wish that Christians were, you know, appreciably better people than, than the rest of the world, we're all being sanctified and worked on and yeah. our edges being cut off. Yeah. And sometimes those sharp edges that are being cut off poke other people and it gets into a lot of difficulty. Yeah. It's yeah. the willingness to be able to recognize though. Oh, that was my sharp edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You. That's really true. Yeah. Um, that's but, really true. Um, yeah. I've dealt with a lot of people, especially since coming to Chicago who have been deeply, uh, they would say wounded by the church. Mm. And, uh, I've, I've often wanted to say, you know, if you're involved in the guts of pretty much anything in the world, you'd find mm-hmm. whether business or a sports team or your favorite sports team, like seriously, if you knew it was going on behind the scenes all the time, it, it would, yeah. human sin is, is pervasive everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. The mm-hmm. thing that should change in churches is our, our willingness to acknowledge it and express forgiveness and grace to one another, mm-hmm. which is, that's when I get frustrated. Cause I'm like, it looked the, the making of mistakes or sinning against each other is going to, going to happen. Yeah. It's, it's just, you know, there should be a humility both among the one yeah. who's done the sinning and the one who's been sinned against mm-hmm. that says, you know, we're on the same path together type thing. Yeah. And that's where I get, it hurts me to, with the church. Like, yeah. That shouldn't happen that we shouldn't forgive. Yeah. I agree. I also think it's hard. Um, I think something I'm, learning like walking through now is like I've um I'm like I have I know now like how I how committed I want to be to the body right and Mm -hmm. to see it like see it through things um and I'm like I get a little uh like passionate about I'm like so join me right like the don't stand on the periphery like join me in this right and it's it's like sometimes feels like a hard sell because I'm like I know it looks really it can look really hard like you know but like when you get through those moments it's really sweet no it's like an orange yeah Yeah. it's bitter at the front (laughs) yeah and you get through that baby and you're like hey wait a minute there's something special in here yeah that was good absolutely so yeah Alyssa I'm almost out of time with you but I want to give I want to do a a rapid fire 
Oh, okay. Oh, with gosh. you, okay? So you got to okay. have to answer these questions as quickly as, okay. as, as you can. <laughs> oh okay? Okay, okay. All right. What was your time in the marathon? At 3.25. Three minutes and 25 uh, seconds. Yeah, That's I'm remarkable. Super fast. <laughs> no, three hours, 25 minutes. Are you going to run another marathon? I am. Philadelphia in November. Okay. I, not Chicago. No, not Chicago. Why not Chicago? Oh, why not Chicago? Um, I, it was like timing. It just didn't work. Okay. Training, do, things like that. Do your children run? They, they do. Yeah. Of their own volition. They like really enjoy it. My daughter, I think a little bit more than my son. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you deep inside your heart hope someday for them to be professional athletes? <laughs> no, I don't think I do. Actually. Does your husband? <laughs> I don't think he does. <laughs> Maybe just really, really love it. Like he does. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Is this, what's his favorite sport running? Yeah, I would say he's running. What is wrong? I know. Do you I know. feel like I need to stop this whole thing? You people are just nuts. <laughs> I'm sorry. What kind I, of a nut job. I actually kind of thought about this. Smile you, while you're running. I am sometimes. Yeah, when people are cheering for you. I feel okay, really when good. they're cheering for you, but yeah. the rest of the time, do you well, smile? Like you, I don't see people smiling when, when I go by people, me running. When you pass people, it's like, yeah, like, hey, I'm in uh, there. I'm in it with you. Maybe keep that's, going, friend. Yeah. Maybe that's my problem. I've never passed anyone running ever. Well, no, like the front. <laughs> I mean, that also feels good when you pass somebody. No oh, offense. I see. Like, what you mean. I do have a competitive edge to me, yeah. But no, when you like pass opposite directions. Oh, you know, and they and you're like, give you a nod. Yes. Do runners do runners have this like? If I'm running down the road on one side and there's another runner, is there like a certain thing you're supposed to do? Hold up three fingers, like head nod, little wave. What? Um, it's a little yeah, a little hand wave usually. Okay. Yeah. And, and if someone doesn't do it, I'm kind of like, what's your problem, man? Yeah. Like, because it's a it's a here. club. Yeah. Right. You should be enjoying this. Do you, don't. Do you do run it. in the rain? Yes. Do you like running in the rain? Uh, I enjoy running in the rain if I started when it wasn't raining. Going out the door when it's raining is hard. I will do it. But it kind of makes you feel a little fierce when you're running yeah. and then it rains and you're like, gosh, this is just so So I used to commute on my bike Ooh. and there were like <laughs> four of us who commuted on a big four in my town, I think, who commuted <laughs> in the rain. Again, we're talking about Vancouver area. It rains all the time. And we commuted on our bikes. And every time I saw one of them, it was almost like I saw a soul brother. Yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, what's up? You know, and they'd be nodding at me. Yeah. 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 I drive a scooter now and there's like six scooters. Is that your scooter out front? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's intense. So uh, there's like six scooters in the entirety of uh, Northwest Chicago. (laughs) And when I see one of them, it's almost because you have to have both hands on the on the bar there. Yeah. And you kind of want to raise one hand and both of us will raise one hand and then almost fall. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll go, go That's back. That's awesome. Alyssa, it is a, a delight to, to see you. Thank you. Say hello this to Keith fun. for us. I will. I will. And, uh, I hope to see him running by someday. Yeah, you probably will. He's all over. <laughs> well, God bless you. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, the rest of you will, we'll catch you the next time. Thank you.